Blog Talk Radio. Scientific breakthroughs, the unveilings, spiritual revelations, the openings. That's fine. Hijacking the mind. What? Aluminum bonds with intelligence. Rewind the message. Merry Christmas. 13 indigenous immigrants. State of the unison. Addressing nothing. Foundations can ruin. Level to level. Fuck the embezzlement. Tales from the crib. Hitting blood rituals. 50 scores flying over California. Vacation. Flying dragons. Swords and daggers. Lions and tigers. Gotta get my bearings. Or parish. Raw flesh, vampire, vegetarian I'm a malnutrition, chemically imbalanced Ethiopian, in Helen Kush Blue projects get pushed Mold with the bush Standing on the middle line, no defining Swirling dervish, in between space and time This a fixed Tuesday, another news day North, east, west, south, west Not here to confuse the day Just a fuse the way
Now let's go into the madness. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Thought I'd break the fire. No, that's fine. You're Pluto. That is actually Loki. Loki, the doctor. Remember, the boss man. Judy. Mercury. Now, how am I going to eat with zip lips? Hey, what's up? Peace and blessings once again. It's Tips and Tricks Tuesday. Tips and Tricks. You know it. Loki with the tricks. And the tips. Tips and Tricks Tuesday on Blog Talk Radio. First World First World Order Radio. Give thanks. Give thanks to those who came before and those who come after. We'll give thanks to Dr. Ali and Kadiru. Paving the way and having this establishment, this this um forum for young inspiring minds like myself to you know, stand on this platform and be able to express some of the information that I've gained over time with space. So give thanks, you know, man. I love you guys. I love all y'all. Nagas, niggas, queens, kings, brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters, y'all living. All right. Today we're gonna get right over into it without further ado. Um, it's a little bit after seven thirty, seven fifty. So I don't wanna keep you in here, I don't wanna monopolize your time. I was eating a little bit of grub, took me out this about wrong. Had a little bit of some some cranberries in there, some beans in there, black beans, some uh, uh falfa route, I mean a falfa or roots or sprouts. Carrots, um, spring mix. This was a sandwich I made. It was basically just, it wasn't black bean. It definitely wasn't beyond meat. It was uh, something I made. It was like I added a little cassava flour in it with some uh, sea moss to, to sea moss to like gel it up, make it thick. Then fried it, made a little sandwich out of it. You know, we experiment because we alchemists like that. We're pretty decent, you know. Mm, it's a lot. A little bit for taking in for itself. All right. Got it. <laughs> okay. So today's topic again that we will be discussing and bring to the table um called in training entrainment or entertainment rather in training, entertainment, and entertainment, or in rain. You know, today is um, June 18th, and it's been in, in, in raining all day. So it's been raining since about seven, well, six o'clock, seven fifty now. So it's start about five thirty, six o'clock. But today is actually what they call in comedic sense, and I'm gonna it's from this book right here called 
Egyptian mystics. Where today is called the Lalit in the Kut. The night of the teardrop. It's the so called first teardrop of Iset when she began weeping after the 40 day process of ascension of her soul. But what it really represents physically. Uh, this part this is also a part of the conversation tonight, or the vernacular, elevated vernacular correspondence, like I like to talk about, meaning, you know, elevated words that we can correspond with, that we can connect with. But um, in the comedic sense, we have, uh, which in the comedic, on the comedic calendar, which is the most accurate calendar on the face of the planet, um, dealing with the sidereal, um sidereal phases in places like the lunar cycle or the solar cycle. But basically, in a comedic sense, what happens on June 18th is the first tier, but it's the first raindrop um, that will start the indignation or the flooding of the Nile. So it's when those three orbs are conjunction, be it Sirius, the sun, and the planet, are in more conjunctional alignment, and that first teardrop falls or rain, and then... Uh, after the summer solstice, about 13 to 14 days after summer solstice, it will be flooded. And that's actually July 3rd, July 4th. That's why we celebrate July 4th. Yeah, all these holy days, holiday, holy, holiday, whatever, uh, first existed within indigenous means or within indigenous uh, states of mind. As we follow nature's cycle, be it cosmic, into the environmental meaning, like, you know, cosmic meaning, planets, you know, we spoke on it before, the five cycles or the five natural uh, phases. So we have planets as far as cosmic, environmental, fire, air, water, earth, then it flows over to the animal nature, then it flows over to ancestral nature via the DNA or the lineage, and then it flows into the human nature via the incarnate or the individuated dual self that is uh, actually, actually actualized in the physical essence through all those other four phases. You know what I'm saying? But you take one leg off that chair and the chair is going to collapse. So it's a necessity to have all those different aspects of who you are in the line and the tune. And I'm looking kind of tired. I, I got up at 5.30, started getting in early with meditation and worked out from about 8 to, yeah, you know, life story. I, oh, I put it in my box. June 18th, 2019. But the dates are, are somewhat off because you know what happened well, a few hundred years ago with Dionysus and also Julius Caesar and Augustus Caesar, changing the time format. Plus, we got what we call the, uh, uh, in autumn, we do fall back, and then in, in spring, we spring forward. So, you know, with that shift to the time, the days are not really where they should be. It's like the full moon was uh, yesterday, but you see a full, you saw a full moon from the 15th all the way up to probably tonight if it was a clear sky. Tonight is the 18th, but the full moon is, uh, starberry moon is the 17th. At any rate, so yeah, that's the first teardrop that we had today right there, huh? Uh, summer solstice will be uh, Saturday the 22nd. Solstice means the sun sits still, so, you know, it seems to be still, but it's not. Not everything vibrates as a frequency. So tonight, again, we're going to be speaking on ladders. Mm-hmm. 
What are we going to do? Now I'm going to start into this madness. Right, we're going to start into this madness. In training, entertainment, or entrainment. So what is this, uh, this conceptual binocular correspondence? Uh, how we, I'm going to decipher this tonight, and I'm going to base it on the mental, emotional, and physical interplay of electronics or computer technology, if you will, and the spirit of nature, flowing from the cosmic to the environmental into the uh, animal and then into the, the ancestor and then into us, the human nature. All right, so you have cosmic nature, environmental nature, animal nature, ancestral nature, and human nature similar to the five phases of traditional Chinese medicine, you know what I'm saying? But basically, we're going to use that, the spirit of nature, which is basically the indwelling intelligence or the breath, you know what I'm saying, inside. Intelligence is inside. God speaks to the genes or genetics, the DNA. So intel, digest, inside God tells the genes, speaks to it by vibration and frequency. And we're going to question somewhat how perplexed yet how simple these pieces uh, fall apart and then are put back together to be able to analyze or be able to yeah, basically analyze what has happened and what's going on and what's taking place and how to um, purge some of those uh, ill effects, those negative type of realities out, you know what I'm saying, by, which are being embedded into us and embarked upon our psychology by way of um, computer technology. So is there some hidden agenda that is deliberately forcing man's mind to operate under the guise of untruths that have the proximity to control by way of psychological manipulation? And if so, what are the exact means of this manipulation and how is it affecting our natural pattern of self-growth as well as the collective? Like I said, we're going, we're going to dove soap right into this. I'm not going to delay it. Delay does not mean deny. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to, that's, that's the best tip I could give you all day, all day. Delay does not mean deny. You know what I mean? I'm going to hook up real quick. Give me, bear with me. Putting some things together right here. Check it out. This is one of my good mixes right here, right here. I like this. This is probiotics. Cavetta. It's my favorite, lemon ginger, because it has the same um, feel of a soda. It's carbonated water in it. So the first sip. Usually gives me a little belch. I've ate some, so it's going to help wash it down. Got my digestive enzymes right here. So that's going to help break it down. Some of the enzymes we need are not produced in the body. So we get it from food enzymes, but also I have digestive enzymes, food enzymes, or antibiotic enzymes as well. And I'm Homemade orange juice. 
Mix a little in there with that. When I say homemade orange juice, freshly squeezed orange juice, y'all. It was like two oranges and a lemon with a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Good thanks. All right, so like I was saying, please don't play. Please don't play again. Okay, there we go. In training, entertainment, or in training. Now, as you know, television and media infuses us every day with information and images that transforms the energy in motion or the dark energy, dark matter, our inner melanin, external melanin, um, into what we call transforms this, you know, this information into the physical reality. Recollected, the um, what's it called, the law of conservation states that energy can't be destroyed or created. They call that energy that can't be destroyed or created from the cadetta or whatever. But it can only be um, transformed from one state to another. So the physical reality is transformed from one state, being the atom, into another state, being what is physical. So we look at it like it's a chair or it's a human or whatever, but got to remember when we're looking in the mirror, we're not just looking at that hole as being, or that hologram, holy ground. You know, hollow, haru, change that L to an R. L's are interchangeable, remember, in Mitinetta. So, haru, gram, good, am, good, meaning mind, and am, or brain, am, meaning through. So, the light that goes through the brain or the light that goes through the mind by way of photons, you know what I'm saying? So, the atom exists the particles of light that are called photons. So, if you want to change the structure of the atom, you must change the energy that the atom is in. That's that photon. Photon is pataon, if you will, in And pataon, pata, means pet, ta, and he. He is infinite. Ta is earth, and pet is heaven. So the infinite heaven and earth, and on is, is light or sun, photon. So it's the infinite light from heaven to earth. Or path, you know what I'm saying, Pata. And that's that Bill Foss bridge again, or the substantial nigra within the mind. So this rainbow, you know, the spectrum, you know what I'm saying? So this is an image that is formed by the television, is formed by where spectrums in light, or basically, you know what I'm saying, light spectrums. Images are only partial to the global epidemic of this mind control thing that we're going to talk about tonight. Or of this brainwave manipulation, the viewer is the true bridge. The viewer is the substantial nuclear photon or the pataar. The viewer is the medium. As he or she observes in a mindless state, semi-conscious state, or trans-hypnotized state of mind, we initiate a subconscious, well, we initiate our subconscious to store the unknown information is data that later emerges by way of the format that activates the memory, by way of the memory trigger, which we basically, you know, fundamentally, we 
are not logically or rationally aware of. So sometimes we go out you know, some of this stuff that might be going on right now. Call them all. Um, forget what they call them. But, you know, these these individuals doing these little things, uh, I hear these, whatever it may be, these patterns that have occurred in the past few years, they might have a memory trigger because of something that has been introduced into their subconscious mind. Remember, subconscious learning is 90%, 95% of our day-to-day activities. I'm going to go to this right here. 5% of our day-to-day activities is uh, based on a conscious mind. So when we're looking at certain things, we're reading this right here right now. If you are, if you're not, I'm going to read it. Not knowing the truth doesn't make us ignorant. Not wanting to know the truth is what makes us ignorant. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't know what's going on through um, television and media. You know, so they sit there and watch uh, Trump TV all day long. You know what I'm saying? Like, what is that important? Is it really important? Is it, is it going to change my life in any way, form, or fashion, for the better or for the worse? I, I don't know. I mean, I'd rather go through my transition, you know what I'm saying, with a conscious state of mind, not some semi-conscious state of mind, where in particular it's uh, formatted off of what I'm paying attention to external. We call epigenetic states that 80% of our reality is based on what our senses are observing, sound, well, you know, through hearing, sight, through touch, taste, and smelling. So these senses generate a lot of power and effectively can alter our life for the better or for the worse. You know what I'm saying? It depends on the entrainment method used and how strong or how in particular how um, weak the mind may be. We're going to get into all this in a few seconds. So let's not be ignorant by not wanting to know what the truth is. You know what I'm saying? And truth is set you free. Trust and believe or trust and know, you know what I'm saying, that uh, through my experience, you know what I mean, I just, I'll, at, at times I will sit down and watch the boob too. I, I have done that. I do that. But now that it's just like any other thing in life. Like if you're looking at a map, you want to look at that map and know what it's saying. You got to know you have a ledger or a key there to be able to decipher what's going on in that map. So I'm just looking at a map haphazardly, and I don't know how to read the ledger. I might be all over the place. I might think, I might read it and say 100-something K or whatever, or, or this place is located right here because of this landmark. And next thing I know, I'm thinking I'm going to be in California, but I'm in Nevada in the middle of the desert on, on Area 51 somewhere in the 33rd parallel. The craze going in circles. So it's best to know the the map key in order to know where you are on that map, you know, mental, mental perception, the map. You know what I mean? So learning the keys to some of this information, inside this information has uh, helped and will assist um, myself in my own perspective in being able to break some of the stuff down, like breaking down movies and things. You can look at the movie and see there's more going on through symbolism or, you know what I'm saying? So same thing with media, all this stuff that's out here, you know what I'm saying, is, is symbols, this place right in plain sight that can be viewed 
and deciphered if properly knowing the uh, elements of the key. So some good things about this amazing brain of ours, you know what I'm saying? Like I was saying, if you see that right here, the conscious mind controls our brain only 5% of the day, whereas the subconscious mind has a hold of about 95% of the time. You know, that kind of like the conscious community, if you will. We call it the conscious community, community, but is it possible? Because, you know, everything that's within is without. So if it's possible that that's a true statement, then only 95%, I mean, only 5% of the conscious community is really conscious and aware and using the consciousness and wholeness. Conscious or left, right, I mean, right brain activity is with um, wholeness and collective. Subconscious mind is with logic, reasoning, and separatism. And 95% of our day is based on that, where we separate everything from everything else. You know, everything is everything. It's no disconnect, as we said earlier, the five phases of nature, cosmic, environmental, animal, human, and well, animal, ancestral, and human. You can't take away one leg of the chair and think you're going to be able to sit in that chair. You've got to have all four. Uh, the, and then we go right here, we see that we have 70,000 thoughts per day on average. That's a lot of thinking, you know, from hindsight. They're coming in, they're bam, 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 bombarding us all day long, you know what I'm saying? It, to boost your brain as well as quiet the mind, meditation is very powerful. So it's proven to increase IQ, relieve stress, and promote higher learning levels. Super learning and meditation that's what we, the ancestors call uh, conscious trance. I'm going to read that in a few seconds out of uh, Sematwai. But, but conscious trance is when you actively and purposely go into trance with your conscious instead of subconscious trance where we are de deliberately forced into a trance by way of entrainment. All right, so listening to music, uh, studies have proven that listening to music strengthens the brain and literally changes the structure depending on the music, you know? So thoughts are real. Your thoughts cause biological and psychological effect. Your body responds to mental input as if it were physically real. We spoke on it before. I'm watching uh, Toronto Raptors and uh, who was the Golden State Warriors play basketball. My favorite team is the Golden State Warriors. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Kevin Durant is going down the court, and all of a sudden, he, he tears a muscle, his keyless tendon or something, and you go, ah, shit, oh, no, uh, my man, my friend, KD, he done busted his muscle. So your body might not feel that pain in the, in the sense of what Kevin Durant was going through, but the cells go through the same reaction as far as producing the same hormones, the same effect like adrenaline, the cortisol, that will stress the body, the cell, basically, which the body is composed of. You think we're looking in the mirror as one entity, but in, in essence, we're looking at 56 trillion to 76 trillion cells that are forming and magnetized together as this one entity. So your body responds to mental input as if it were physically real. So whatever we put into our mind, even if it ain't real, whatever's going on on TV, like a movie, it corresponds to the physical body as it is real. And we interpret it as being real. And then 
emotional energy and motion will um, interplay into the cellular structure as either negative or positive, but this fractual agreement of good and bad going ups and downs, ups and downs, will eventually, uh, imminently cause some type of um, transference of energy within the body. I don't want to say it's going to be good or bad or whatever, but whatever the case may be, it's going to affect us in the long run some way. You know what I'm saying? All right, so 66.66666, fat. Your brain has that much fat in it, which is jailed water, basically. Your brain is two-thirds fat, myelin. The protective sheep covering your neurons is 7% fat. So eating fatty fish like salmon, cod, um, you know, things like that, green leafy vegetables, um, like I was just eating there, olive oil, which I also put in my vegetables, avocados, which is also in the vegetables, Chia seeds, which is also in the vegetable, and this chia seeds is in my orange juice here. Uh, flax seeds, and that's actually flax seeds are in two. It's chia seeds, flax seeds, and hemp seeds that I mix all together into one. And nuts replenish your neurons and brain cells. So that helps with, like, when you meditate, you go up in there and you're increasing your IQ and relieving stress, but it also promotes higher learning and memory. So you, it helps you with super learning and memory as we grow and go, you know what I'm saying? So we transition to transforming that energy into um, memories, and that will be embedded into the soul, but also the soul memories or oversoul, basically ancestral information also will flourish, and it will be like fruition. It will start to come forth in life through uh, the process of nature being more abundant within the cellular structure by putting those awesome superfoods they call it in there. Give thanks to help with that growth process. You know. All right, so that's the powerful, um, powerful positive aspects of the brain, and this is what um, they are doing. I don't know who they is, but if you will, whoever they is, names, you can call them whatever you want to us groups out there there are against the uplifting of man somewhat. But these groups may not have the, uh, the best interests of uh of us elevating, elevating. So they try to control it. But this, I mean, this right here, what I'm showing you here, this picture is not really a negative type of uh, reality that's taking place. But if you're dealing with nanotechnology, then you know what I'm talking about. But check it out. Research at Cleveland Clinic has treated patients with obsessive compulsive disorder or OCD by inserting a pacemaker in the chest that shoots electrical pulses to the brain. To the doctor's surprise, two-thirds of the patient's in a small trial, scored much higher on memory tests after the treatment. So that was uh, with a pacemaker and an electrical pulse that was connected to the top of the brain, the cortex right here, and it shot it shot electrical pulse into the brain, and they saw that they had scored higher memory on tests after that treatment. So wow. Mind over matter. At Brown University, a small number of paralyzed patients have had chips implanted in the brain 
They detect neural signals. The chips are wired to computers programmed to carry out certain tasks the patients think about performing. After training on this system, some patients were able to move a cursor on a computer screen simply by thinking about doing so. So they can use a cursor to move whatever item, even though they was in a paralytic state, by way of a computer chip in their brain. Memory chips, right here at the bottom, memory chips. Doctors treating stroke patients who suffer from memory loss would like to replace damaged brain tissue with semiconductors. Working with rats, a, a team of scientists led by the University of Southern California's Theodore W. Berger learned how, to neuro, how neurons responsible for memory react to varying patterns of electrical stimulation. They turned these reactions into, into equations on chips will, will soon be implanted in rats' hippocampus. The chips receive signals from one set of healthy brain cells, process them digitally, and pass them down, pass them along to other healthy cells, taking over the function of damaged tissue. One day chips might boost memory capacity in healthy brains as well. So they tested that on lab rats, and they saw that it was enhancing their memory. Those are memory chips, hurting memories. At the far reaches of brain research, you see where they're placing right there, like in the third eye region right there, the pituitary gland right in the mid-brow. Um, at the far reaches of brain research, scientists are learning to turn individual neurons on and off at will, raising hopes for quelling, disturbing events in the mind, and promoting useful ones. Um, using colored light on genetically engineered brain cells in mice, when exposed to a, false, to a fast pulse of blue light, the neurons in the brain switch on, and a yellow flash turns them off. Medical applications might include treating Parkinson's tremors or epileptic fits by switching off um, swabs of diseased tissue. With the technique, um, also could let researchers pinpoint and study these sets of neurons that control cognitive functions such as decision making. The end result could be the ability to identify, flick on, and coordinate whole networks of neurons to enhance specific cognitive skills. All right, so they're talking about some positive things they may want to do in the near future and that they are performing and participating with now. I think that's a big bunch of bullshit. Pardon so. I don't mean it like that, but you know how they do. You know how the system is. They tell us one thing, but in retrospect, they're really doing something else altogether behind our back. All right, so check this. Get that one right there over there. All right, so that is a, a nano. Kind of small, ain't it? If that's your full finger, and you got that little piece of something right there on there, that kind of miniature. So if you're thinking about what they're showing us here in that one picture that we just had up, um, those pieces are fairly large. You know, those are pertaining to something about that size right there, your nanotechnology, where you have a chip. And that's a thumb right there. So, you know, that's still small. You know, favorite, I mean, it is kind of minute. It's not a, it's not too robust and big like to talk about. But imagine that embedded into your brain. But if you know something about chemtrails, you know chemtrails has nanotechnology in it, as well as aluminum sulfate, barium sulfate, feces, um, 
red bloods, corporate schools, and some type of alien material that no man supposedly knows what it is. But basically, it has nanotechnology that's even more fine than this piece right here. But if we are breathing this in on a day-to-day basis, you know, um, and it holds certain type of effects that, as they were speaking on in, as I was reading about right here inside of this picture, then what could be taking place is, you know, misinformation. And they tell us one thing and, you know, that 52 car shuffle. Pick a card, any card, we pick a card, and all of them go all over the place, causing confusion. So they may have memory chips. They may be doing stuff mind over matter with paralytic uh, patients. They may be doing stuff with deep breathing stimulation with OCD patients and helping them with memory. But if, if that's going on right there, what did they were started studying on, you know, back in the day with the paperclip project and all that MK1 stuff? We're going to get into that as much as possible. Like I said, I'm not going to hold you all night. We're going to try to get this information in there and keep it moving. All right, so tonight's topic of discussion, again, is in training, entertainment, or in training. So in training, what is in training as far as the definition is concerned from my perspective, but, you know, basically what is it in the definitive before we get into uh, the metaphysical etymology of it? In training, as it appears in the dictionary, in training, Is the organized procedure by which people learn knowledge and or skill for a definite purpose. So in training, like training for a physical trainer, like somebody's working out to uh, get the body right, you know what I'm saying, like a football player, you know what I'm saying, a basketball player or something. That's physical training. So it's bringing that person to a standard of efficiency within that that field of study or that field of practice that they wish to be more proficient in, you know what I'm saying? So they train or like in a priesthood to where someone may go through rigorous exercises like standing on their head with their legs crossed in the lotus, you know what I'm saying, for 30 hours. But that's also, that's a good detox right there if you do practice yoga. You know, it's one of the best detoxes is helps the kidneys, also helps with the central nervous system, the spine, strengthens the all the muscles and everything. But it's training. You know what I mean? So it's a good way to uh become more disciplined. You know, that's what training is as well, is the education or the instruction or discipline of a person thing that is being trained. That's the training aspect. All right, so athletes go through training. People in religious or type of religious um, modalities go through training as well. But sometimes the athlete will be a priest going through training, you know what I'm saying? Basically mind, body, and spirit, 
You know what I'm saying? So we do have to train the mind. We have to train the body, forgive me, by way of the mind being more attuned to spirit, you know, and it, it helps with the flow of who you are by creating a, a certain type of connection with the physical by way of the mind. So, again, when we're dealing with the entrainment process, we talk about a little bit, the observer is the medium, is the bridge, you know what I'm saying? But in the spiritual sense, um, the bridge will be nature. You know what I'm saying? When they take when we take nature out of the mix, then we sitting around or, you know, as far as this environment and this reality is concerned, it's very sedentary. We uh is vicarious as well. We interplay with this reality not as the president, as the vice president or someone viewing what's going on in our life instead of us actually participating naturally with our life by doing certain things, not by harassing but um, wholeheartedly and, and with the whole mind, body, and spirit connected to it. Not pushing buttons all the time, you know, actually going out there doing these activities. You know what I'm saying? I'm just looking at it on TV or seeing someone else do it. You know what I'm saying? Going through it 100% as much as possible as you can. You got one leg and you can't do it like the teacher do, but you go, you're going to go 100% to where your um, capacity is and your capability. Yeah, don't give in because you got a push button reality going on. You know what I'm saying? Nature didn't intend for it like that. That's man's mind, you know, dictating what we're doing because of control. So sometimes we got to connect the pieces of the puzzle where we got to go ahead and sit down on that flow, meditate, and then pick up the weight and, and get buried and keep it going. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so when we're looking at that as well, I look at the word train which is derived from transia. That is a old French word, also Latin, transire, transire, T-R-A-N-S-I-R-E, which basically means to pass on or to cross over or transition. Pardon self. That was a transition of the energy right there. Can't destroy or create it. Again, I... So when we're looking at peace, everyone, so peace, lords, peace, queens, peace, all with ladies and lords, you know what I'm saying? Peace all, you know what I mean? Good thing. Um, if you got any questions, I will be back in the room in a minute. I'm, I'm, a, in my father's house are many mansions. If it was not so, I would have told you. But there's a lot of rooms I'm in right now. I got three computers up and a flat screen TV that I'm going back and forth from right now. It's crazy over here, but uh, say peace, and I, I'm going to get back to this room in a second. Um, all right, so uh, right here, right here. So trance, again, trance from Latin, transit, it means transition. So like uh, when we're looking at the word in training, in is in etymology, you guys said I was going to break down the etymology on this as well. So in is within. It also means not, but we're going to go with the within. So within trance or within a trance. So what is trance again? Trance is, yeah, it can mean, it's from the old French transire, transire to be numb with fear. But it originated from the Latin transire to cross over or transition. So what we're going to break it down is within trance or within a trance means uh, basically 
within or crossover within or transit transition within the transition within all right so you see right there etymology old french trans the crossover so that's a transitioning so in i in in training means in means uh, within so the crossover within of the transition within also main feature is low arousal right here you see semi-conscious between sleeping and waking hypnotic reduced tension concentration slow reaction so what's intended by media and uh, television or and radio as well is for us to go into the semi-conscious state of mind between sleep and wake so like when we on that phone or whatever we're pressing in buttons. And I notice it with, with myself too. Sometimes I get into that mode, the semi-conscious mode, and I'm like, hold on, who's calling me? It, in the reality here, you know, here and now, whatever, like the physical reality, someone might be saying my name or talking to me. I hear their voice, but I can't make out or I can't articulate what they are saying. I can't really subjectively in my mind break down the information to where I can, I can critically think through it cognitively and say, this is, oh, yeah, I mean, I hear them, but I'm not listening. You know what I'm saying? So I've noticed that with myself. I'm in a, I'm in a semi-conscious uh, state or the semi-conscious hypnotized state of mind. And that is very not so cool. You know what I'm saying? Hypnotized. Hip with no ties. So that's a disconnect right there. That's a separatism. That's that left brain. Sitting there getting all this crazy information or whatever we're doing from these utensils, yet the natural environment around us is slowly falling apart. You know, this uh, what is called artificial electromagnetic energy uh, is corrupted to our anatomy and our physiology and our psychology. So that's all spiritual. Because that's what it's tripling. It's, it's beautified by the spirit. But when it comes down into the chaotic state of, or what we call the physical reality, it's chaotic, but it, it's condensed into a, a substantium of information that um, it might not be readily viewed as spiritual. So we think it's physical so much that we X out the reality of it, the purpose of it, the reason of it, the true purpose and reason. When the reason and the purpose, purpose is not always the reason. And we don't see that the um, activation that we have in place came from a spiritual realm. And, you know, it's misguided due to what we are viewing, that 95% of our subconscious learning as well as that 80% of our environment being what is inevitably forming, the, you know, our genetics or the next generation. All right, so now let's get into entertainment. And what is entertainment? How does it affect us? But first of all, what is the definition? You see these two faces up here. We're going to talk about that in a second. You know what I'm saying? Happy face, sad face, that fractionalization. You see the two faces. So this is the definition that I found on uh, the internet, as far as uh, JP, JP, JPEGs is concerned, but uh, this is the only one. And I, I mean, I know the, I know what the definition is. He talks about, it. I talks about. It. 
notice. Man, what? It's entertainment's definition has been reduced to making people happy. That's the definition of entertainment right now. I could, I mean, I went in the live and typed in all the keywords and it didn't pop up every clip. You couldn't find a picture for the definition. So I'm just going to read you the definition out the dictionary here. I have it, of course, on my notes over here, but entertainment, entertainment. It's the act of entertaining an agreeable occupation for the mind. Diversion, distraction, an instance of turning something aside from its natural course. Amusement, something affording pleasure, diversion, distraction, or amusement, especially a performance of some kind. So you heard what they said. What did he say again? Let's go back. I'm going to read that again, just in case. Entertainment, the act of entertaining is an agreeable occupation of the mind, a distraction, an instance of turning something aside from its natural course, amusement, something affording pleasure, diversion, or amusement, especially a performance of some kind. You know, something agreeable occupying the mind. So this is the entertainment right here, like even coming and you guys in this avenue right here on this road with me, you know, with these with this information, which is cool though, you know what I'm saying? Because it's entertaining, entertaining to myself, but that's an agreeable occupation for the mind. Now, is the entertainment like when we turn it on the TV or the radio? Is that always an agreeable occupation? This information is for us to help. It's for to help us uplift each other. So each one, teach one, basically, especially, you know, we got the younger generation coming up behind us that's so glued into a, they're fixated by this box that they don't realize that they didn't got trapped into a, a reality that, or forced into a reality that they have no real input into. And, you know, one out of a million, you know what I'm saying? So they look at this thing, like, oh, I can do this, I can do that, I can do this, I can do that. I can be the next superstar basketball player football player, comedian, which they can, but I'm thinking that they're going to have to put this up for a minute, this box up for a minute, and, and go out there in the real world to participate with that energy, to gain the strength by way of training. So they had to go to what is called conscious trance in place of a semi-conscious trance. You know what I'm saying? So, again, I, was, I said I was going to read this out of here before we get too far. Uh, this is let me twice. This is what my grandson does all the time. See me twice. Good book, kind of thick. You know, it's all right, but it's good. It's good information. You know, what I'm saying it's it's agreeable information that occupies entertainment, but not that type of entertainment. We're going to start, we're going to go into the etymology of it. Right here it states the difference between committed contemplation and meditation in Judo Christian Islamic prayer is simple. Committed contemplation and meditation is the trance conscious or conscious trance act of connecting and or reconnecting the physical inner self to its metaphysical meaning of inner self by intensely concentrating on the connection. This metaphysical meaning is manifest in all elemental symbols of nature. In other words, human nature. Ancestral nature, animal nature, environmental nature, and astral cosmic nature. This process is acted upon with the understanding that the unification of physical and metaphysical generates a high level of energy 
for spirit, intelligence, that moves the point of thought beyond the human realm into the ancestral, animal, environmental, or astral or cosmic realms, a process chemically referred to as shiti. That's the mysteries, the mystery system, nagas karast, as you elevate into the priesthood, you know what I'm saying, training, in training. So within, you know what I'm saying, transition. The transition within that then flows out. Education, you know what I'm saying, education, educer. Do so is Latin for again for to bring out or uh, do so actually means to learn or to teach out. Ed means out or ex. So when you add the su, you are talking about teaching, like a doctor teaches another uh, a group of like a professor or some of art teaches the students. They had to get a doctorate in, or she had to get a doctorate in, in art or language or whatever to teach. So the doctor comes in as the professor and they teach whatever it is in that course. So they teach. So deserve means teaching Latin. But that's what a doctor is. So education, it deserve means to teach out. So when we transition within, then we are able to teach out in place of indoctrination to transition without or intellect. You know what I'm saying? Intellect basically means inside. I mean, in means, of course, inside. It means out. So inside, the outside tells me, you know what I'm saying, what it is that I need to do with the outside with the age of percent epigenetic. But when we go into intelligence, it is the inside God, I, or the, you know what I'm saying, as far as I is concerned, whatever that is, the first eye, third eye, as it flows down into the Bindu dot or the soft spot in the back. You know what I'm saying? We look at it like the I-36 or whatever, you know what I'm saying, all these different type of realities. But as the energy flows in, then what happens is it connects the other pieces of the puzzle together, and the map is being able to be read, you know what I'm saying? So that intelligence is inside God speaks to the genetics. Intellect is inside the outside world or the physical reality speaks to the genetics. The eye can be related to the spirit, the intelligence, the, the higher indwelling intelligence, the, the immortal, I mean, the um, Hidden, hidden uh, light of the intelligence. Uh, hidden light, I mean, That's it. All right. So again, kinetic contemplation and meditation is, is, is based on. I watched that chair right there. Kinetic contemplation and meditation is based on. Um, Conscious trance, not a subconscious state of mind or subconscious trance. All right, so thought I'd get that in there as we keep on moving. Like I said, I got three screens up right now. And my phone is on block, though. So we're doing it. Doing it, doing it, doing it. Doing it. So that's the definition that they have on the internet as far as making a person feel happy inside. Oh, warm and happy. Hey, thank you for entertaining me. But so it's something pleasurable, you know, in the music, um, some type of act, you know what I'm saying, that gives us a, some type of uh, feeling, you know, or do 
through our emotions, energy and emotion. And it's supposedly agreeable, you know, but when we're dealing with a militant act, what do they do when they go to another when they um they they occupy territories, basically as far as military is concerned. Militaries occupy territory. So sometimes it's a hostile takeover where they go in forcefully and take over people's territory. Agreeable or disagreeable, you know, but as far as entertainment is concerned, it's saying it's an agreeable occupation of the mind. All right, so in to cause to be enfeebled, to make weak. This is intra- this is entertainment as we break it down into etymology. In begins to cause to be enfeebled or to make weak. It also is defined as to put in. So in means to put in. Right, indoctrination, you know, so um to teach in and conducive. Ter, T E R, is the former element that means three times. I, from the Latin ter, T E R, thrice. But when we deal, when we think about something three, we're dealing with one and two, which is the polarity of the infinite intelligence. So zero split from one into two, into two different entities. And the third aspect is the polarized energy and motion as it forms into the physical objective. So this polarized physical objective is then later materialized by way of reflecting one and two. Three is the understanding. One is, of course, knowledge. Two is wisdom. Three is the understanding. One and two is one being the first initiating aspect of the spark energy. Two is the bridge that it flows over on the wisdom, you know what I'm saying, the words, the water that it flows over on. And three is the activation of the knowledge and the wisdom into a polarized energy and motion state, not necessarily the physical um, aspect of what is to be, but it is the energy and motion as it is beginning to polarize into that into that um, physical energy. So that's in and ter, in meaning again to put in or also enfeebled or to make weak, to make weak or to put in. Ter is three. Um, Tain is a thin template for mirrors or reflection. So there goes that reflection, that one, two, three is the reflection, it's the child of one and two. So when we're looking at Tain, Tain is again 10, which is uh, 10 full. From the Latin stagnum, which is an alloy of silver and lead, and tin basically is tame for tenfold, and it's a thin plate for mirrors or reflections, because mirrors do what? They reflect our, our um, physical side off of this glass or this mirror, this mirror image. So mint is mind, manis. You know what I'm saying? Mental. So to make the mind weak three times by reflecting, by the reflection of mirrors. And what has mirrors got to do with any of the, what does it have to do with the whole reality behind um, entertainment and training and entrainment? If we look again right here, 
has two faces. That's polarity. So polarity again, one and two. Good, bad, would not. I'm gonna go back to this book right here again. Yes, right. Um, Egyptian mystics. Dualism. The principle of dualism also found in our perception of the universe seems that there are basically two aspects of the universe. The physical that we can sense and the metaphysical that we don't see in here is not because it does not exist, but because its frequency is outside the range of what our senses can detect. There is no distinction between metaphysical state of being and one with the material body is now accepted in scientific circles. Since Einstein's Einstein's so-called relativity theory that matter is a form of energy, a coagulation or condensation of energy, as such, the universe is basically a hierarchy of energy. At different orders of density, our senses are most familiar with matter, the densest form of energy. Okay, so it's going to be crazy in a minute. I'm going to start talking about it in a little second, though. So from the smallest particle to the largest planet, everything is kept in balance by a law that is based on balance, dual nature of all things, a polarity. Without polarized dualities, there would be no creation. In other words, no universe. Among noticeable polarized pairs are male and female, are even, negative, positive, active, and passive, yes and no, true and false. Each pair represents a different aspect of the same fundamental principle of polarity. So what is the polarity within... The human, within human nature, that can be somewhat controlled brainwaves. So left and right brain. Left and right brain, uh, we're dealing with logic only on the left. And right, we're dealing with, um, we're dealing with, it's pertaining to um, creation, creativity, I mean, uh, intelligence. And um, I'm looking for that. Hold up, bear with me. And collectiveness, wholeness. Well, well. Well, we're going to keep it going. Right here. Entertainment. Mm-hmm. So, entertainment, again, to cause the mind to become weak, or basically, again, right? To make the mind weak three times by the reflection of mirror. The mirror is made up of silver and lead, but that's what it's, you know, it's an alloy, or tin is an alloy of silver and lead. Silver and lead is also in chemtrails, but also what is in chemtrails? Aluminum. And aluminum and barium are what? Very reflective. As again, what is what does mirrors do? They reflect. So thin tin plate for mirrors, they reflect energy 
but we're getting all these nanos that we just showed you a picture of a few minutes ago. These nano, this nanotechnology is flowing into the brain, and it's causing the brain to become weak three times because now it's not just one and two. You know, one aspect being us breathing, the other aspect being that it's uh, going through the lungs, you know, and, and to the heart by way of the breath. But then the other physical attribute would be the aluminum, which is going into the brain and might be blocking the neuronal pathways because in place of this synapses being able to connect by, by way of the natural flow, is now a blockage or cleavage that's being placed inside of these neuronal pathways is causing us not to hold these memories properly. You know what I'm saying? So now we have these issues like Alzheimer's and dementia, not to mention, you know what I'm saying, in the younger generation, um, autism, autism and ADHD or ADD because they're not holding the memories properly to where cognitive skills are forming. So they're always on go or they're forgetting at a, at a later age trying to adapt and overcome to these mental, psychological uh, implements that are taking place by way of possibly, from my own perspective, aluminum. You know what I'm saying? And a good way, again, to, is to purge, meditate, deep breathe, eat good foods. You know what I'm saying? Some of it may have some type of toxic reality, but it's better than going to um, uh, what, McDonald's or even was it Red 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 Robins or some shit? I don't know. You know these these uh, is always alternatives. You know, what I'm saying the best way is to go by what nature is intended. You know, universal law in in um contrast to man's law. Man will lead you astray. You know, what I'm saying I'm doing my best with me lead myself astray. Let alone trying to <laughs> listen to somebody else tell me where to go. You know what I'm saying? And if they showing me something that's good, like Dr. Eileen's out there and, and uh, Dr. Valentine's and, and Bobby Hammond's, it's, it's just some good brothers and sisters out there that's doing some good brothers and sisters stuff. You know what I'm saying? If they lead you on the right path, then, you know what I'm saying, more power to them. But if you notice in your life that it's somebody that's obstructing your path, then that's that aluminum. That's that, you know what I'm saying? It's reflective. And it may cause other things or other issues to occur, but get up and keep it moving. Don't fall back and fall forward. Did right. So we've been looking at the entertainment still, but now you know we've been going through this thing for a minute, where we get locked into it, and the emotions tell us everything's okay, you know. Oh, don't do this. You'll be okay. Oh, drink Coke yeah, and Cheetos. And, you know, it's all right. Doritos, dirty toes is what I call them. You know, buy a new car. You know, shit, I'm living in an apartment with 10 people, but I want to go buy a new car with my paycheck. You know what I'm saying? Bradley can eat. I mean, you see the back on this guy right here? That's probably his mom or something. <laughs> right here. Like, you know what I'm saying? He has this iron blue right here. You know what I'm saying? But do they know what it is? Oh, it's the market of these. You know what I'm saying? So that's that the ignorance, you know what I'm saying? Not wanting to know, not 
not using that dub soap, not diving into it, you know, floating down in there, you know, having a higher perspective, viewing things from another point of view, not just from the new dang linear objective reality, but going into the subjective realm, being able to go into the subconscious by way of a conscious trance and uplifting those things that may be held uh, innate and dormant and then that stuff, that information comes to, to uh to fruition and phase. Alright. So now we're gonna get into entrainment. What is entrainment? There's a few things, you know. You know, got a lot of got a lot of different realities within entrainment. It uh brings about positive effects as well as negative effects. All this can be looked at in both senses because we're dealing with dualism or polarity. We're dealing with left and right. We're dealing with on and off. We're dealing with, you know, good and bad, up and down. Yet, when we're saying, um, you know, as far as what's happening in this reality here, right now, right here, there's a lot of entrainment taking place that could be negatively affecting that advancement, you know what I'm saying, into our higher state, you know what I mean? So when we're looking at entrainment, it affects by what I was just talking about, the lungs, one aspect, and then you got the heart because the lungs is breathing in the intelligence and the heart is pumping the intelligence into the cellular structure. But when it starts affecting that brain, because the brain is a powerful utensil, it's not the most powerful part. All everything in body works in use. So in, in the court of that harmony, the hormones, the harmony, when it's going properly, it's a perpetual infinite state of balance, you know what I'm saying, my eye. So that balance, that order in the chaotic physical sense brings about harmony. Okay? Chaotic order. It's harmony. It's always going to be chaos and it's always going to be order, but we confuse the mind, the body, and the soul, the spirit, so that's the lungs, the, the physical body, the blood, the heart, and then the mind, the brain, all those in, together through by, by way of entrainment, like with music or something like that, then it would be a, a positive type of effect. So entrainment, as we look at the definition, this is one of the definitions that I, I found on the Internet as far as the clip. You know, so it says understanding biological rhythms. We go down to entrainment right here. Biological rhythms um, synchronized with external events such as changes in clock, time, temperature, and daylight. Right? So like we were talking about earlier, you know, we could be the 12th of June. <laughs> you know, so as far as we know, you know what I'm saying? But we've synchronized ourselves with external clock changes. You know what I mean? But if you look at the weather pattern, it was hot as hell in the end of May, like 90 degrees. So was it spring or summer? You know what I'm saying? As far as nature is concerned. When we look at daylight, you know, with the daylight saving time thing. So when we go into that uh, circadian of, of day and, and uh, night and we switch over, what day was we supposed to switch over? You know what I'm saying? We pick a specific day, and I think they're about to cut it off. And we're going to turn it on, turn it off, you know, change the emotions, you know, 
transferred his energy, high, low, high, low, you know what I'm saying, that polarity thing, right? This changes from a smile to a frown and back to a smile. So that emotional exchange, dang, why is this so hot? Dang, why is it so cold? You know what I'm saying? It affects the emotions, the energy emotions. So we're paying attention to something that's external and could be, you know, controlled, especially with the time, you know what I'm saying? And it changes our awareness, consciousness. Awareness of oneself in the environment. Biological rhythms, a periodically, a periodic, more or less regular fluctuation in the biological system may or may not have psychological implications. So biological rhythms of the planet, of the body, you know what I'm saying, um, that's in training as well. Like a woman, four women are in the same apartment. I've talked about this before, but they live in the same house or apartment or whatever. It would be three sisters or four sisters living in the same house together. The one who is more dominant was the alpha. When her cycle comes on, it will periodically put those other cycles in check to where they come as well. Say, for instance, three people move, three ladies move into a dorm in college. Their cycles normally are separated within a month. You know what I'm saying? One of them might have been at the beginning, the other one at the end, the other one at the middle. But whoever has the highest level of uh, that biological energy as far as the entrainment process is concerned, the other two will synchronize with that energy and actually with that periodic flow go into the cycle as well. Same effect with alpha dogs. You know, alpha dog, all the other dogs would entrain to them through the biological rhythm and it's natural. You know what I'm saying? It's not it's something that's like forced upon them. So, like, brainwave entrainment, just to break it down a little bit, again, entrainment is the synchronization of organisms to an external rhythm. That's the Wikipedia definition. Right? In particular, it's automatic to human beings and, and animals as well. Um, so it's, it's known in music, for example, um, if you go into a, a like a, a, a what's it called, an elevator, elevator, and you're sitting in there and all of a sudden the elevator music starts playing. It won't take you but a few minutes for the heartbeat to actually match the rhythm of the music, the extra music that's been played, like in a grocery store where you get into the car and you turn on the radio station, say you're having a bad day and you want to listen to some, some uh, jazz or something, all of a sudden you start calming down, so, you know what I'm saying? But So you're having a bad day and you start listening to heavy metal rock and roll, all of a sudden you get even angry or you listen you listen to um, rap or something or some some type of music, like it might be hate music or whatever. It might be good rap, some uh, conscious music. And all of a sudden the beat is mellow and the, the words are intelligent, so we start calming down. Or even if we are calm, and we get into a, uh, we start listening to some music that's great and, and very uh, belligerently uh, aggressive. And all of a sudden, we notice ourselves getting aggressive or, or reacting in that manner. So it changes the heart rate, the heartbeat, by way of what we're listening to, by way of senses. So this is an automatic response of our human heart to the rhythm of music. And it can't be, can't be turned on or off. It happens even when we don't notice 
the music playing. Like, I can go to the grocery store. I ain't paying attention to music because I can get the grocery, you know what I'm saying? And I, I'm just in there, you know, doing my walk and going through the little processes of getting whatever I'm getting. And I'm, I'm, I'm calm. I'm like, hey, how are you guys doing? Did I listen to the music? And it's some mellow elevator type shit in the background, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, normally I am very meditative and mindful of everything around me. So I, I try to keep cool, calm, and collective. You know, just staying relaxed. Relaxation is the key. Thanks. You know, give thanks. Uh, Coach K, you know what I'm saying? Relaxation is the key. Um, So brain waves. Um, let me bring this up. Yeah, I'm still drinking on this one. Just good. Vitamin C. Good burst of energy, immune system. That's what your immune system, you know, that vitamin C. You can't get it. It, don't, it ain't produced in the body, so you got to get vitamin C from your stomach source. Keep your immune system straight all year round, so you don't have to worry about no flu shots. Vitamin C and zinc all year round. I'm trying to tell you, I ain't had no flu shots since 96. I ain't planning on getting one either. I ain't been sick since. The last time I really been sick was uh, 2007, 8, something like that. I can't remember. You know, I had sniffles and stuff like that, but I'm, I'm watching people right now. Still got flu symptoms running around. And I'm like, well, it's summertime. And tell me, oh, it's allergies. I don't know. You know, give thanks. You know, what I'm saying? You know I love them all the same, but you know, I got to take care of myself. Ain't nobody going to take care of you. But you so, brainways, um, Brainwave entrainment frequencies focus directly on changing the, the state of the brain, right? So through brainwave entrainment, and to better understand it, it is more about the brainwave states. So when we're thinking about the brainwave states, we, pre- we place that um, information into what is called an electro an, um, electroencephalogram or um, the medical term would be uh, EEC, EE, yeah, EEC. Is that right? You can go get that that test at the, at the hospital or whatever. Hey. Oh. EEG, electroencephalogram. Mobby. All right, but the EEG has uh, it looks it has brain waves on it, or it has something that is similar to brain waves, and they're measuring hertz. And hertz again is uh, one circle per second, so you got sixty hertz in all electronic electronic appliances, which would relate to one second per click of a clock. So you got sixty seconds in the clock, you got sixty hertz. So every time we had those things hooked up around us, we are being influenced by a 60 hertz um, generated vibration frequency that uh, checks the psychology on a very low type of 
scenario, and I'm about to show you why. So beta brainwave state is measured at approximately 12 to 30 hertz. That's when we're awoke, you know what I'm saying, we out here doing things in reality physically. This helps us keep our focus and our attention through day-to-day activity. You know what I'm saying? So this is this represents uh, the beta wave, beta brain wave. So that's 12 to 30. So again, we're talking about 60 hertz in, in all the electronic devices. So these appliances are generating 60 hertz. States hit 30 hertz is where we are awoke and alert. When we get to the gamma waves, gamma waves is from 30 and upward, where we have a high state of perception. You know what I'm saying? So if I want to go to sleep and I'm supposed to rest, like any other thing in life, you know, I gotta have a rest. Gotta get some sleep going. My plants gotta sleep. You know what I'm saying? Gotta get light and dark to grow properly. But if I'm going to sleep and I got 60 hertz floating around, which generates a, a frequency that is above the normal beta of 12 to 30 of alertness, that's a state of agitation versus a state a state of alert of alertness. Because I'm supposed to be rested, but now I got six hertz that's vibrating in my brain all night long, that's keeping me um, subconsciously awoke. Can't dream, wondering why I have no total recall, or my dreams are just black. Um, and then dealing with the types of reality that may be the food that we are using as substance for the body, or maybe food that we're using as substance for the mind. Whatever the case may be, whatever the information may be, it may be toxic. So when I take it to sleep state and the 60 hertz is generating, then I wake up in the morning from unrestful sleep. I'm mad as hell at the world for not getting rest, but I've taken it out on my son or daughter or my significant other, not knowing that it's really because I'm not getting the proper amount of rest to be able to enable the reactive state a mind to not react in a negative or aggressive sense because I've been in this agitated, aggressive mode because the 60 hertz hitting my brain waves, you know what I'm saying? So I um, go from beta into alpha. Alpha is like that daydream state, you know, where we um, where we might be in between both realms, you know, physical and spiritual. It's, uh, it's generated between the ranges of 8 to 13 hertz. You know what I'm saying? It, it's almost meditative, but we're still physically there. That's almost like that's that conscious trance that the signals are further apart than when they are in, um, than in beta state. They're more like a, not extra low frequencies, but high, high frequencies. Because it's a long wave between high frequencies versus short waves. I'm not mistaken. Extra low frequency. As the frequency of um, the brain wave drops lower and lower, towards eight hertz, it becomes like that meditative state, and our body and our mind starts to calm down and becomes more slow, as well as the, as our breathing slows down and the heartbeat slows down. It tricks to breathe very deeply if you. Feeling anxious or tense, just take some, not quickly, but deeply. Take some deep, slow, long, repetitive breaths. No matter the count, just take, hold that breath. 
it stops the heartbeat. But when you breathe, that kind of starts back. But in initiating starting the, starting the heartbeat, you slow down everything inside the body. All right, so as we go from from 8 to 13 hertz, you know what I'm saying, or 13 to 8 hertz, we go even deeper into from 8 to 4, that's theta brain waves. So theta consists of um, basically we we can go through a pattern of what is super learning in theta. That's where, you know, in the meditative state where we our brain, the critical thinking aspect of the neocortex of our brain develops faster because we're shutting it down, basically. We're not thinking about what's going on in front of us as far as what we're viewing and information is reading. We're contemplating and meditating on what is already there as far as naturally speaking. And then in that conscious trance, we can unify the logic with the creative or the left and right brain and bring about a more uh, advanced external um, interpretation of whatever the information is. So in the data brainwave state, we are able to remember things a lot clearer, and we learn a lot faster as super learning. Whatever we read or studied, and in, 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 as we go into the data state, it will then be connected again to a higher degree of creativity. All right, so after we go from the data state, we drop down from um, 8 to 4, and then 4 into 0. 4 down to 0 hertz is where we call parcel the delta brain waves, which are uh, predominantly, I'm flashing in the times, I gotta forgive me, you know, I'd be putting a lot of these probiotics, you know what I'm saying? But a lot of stuff, I, I make sure that my digestive system gets dumped out. Like I said, it's a ritual. Every morning between 4.30 and 6.30, I am evacuating. Good things. All right, Shannon, work is usually done in, in theta state. But as we move through that state, it's like the last part of the sleep phase, so the, the third part, um, that would be um, the, the six hours. People sleep eight hours, so we got two, four, six. So between the four and six, that's when we go into theta. Delta brain waves are predominantly the deep sleep or coma, but we got rapid eye movement that's about to come back. It's the last two hours. Um, in in data and delta, um, that's where we go. All the way away is made. You see nothing, but you're in that deep sleep, and we're just going through the transition of coming back. You know what I'm saying? In meditation, they call it samadhi, a deep state of meditation. And some have achieved this, you know, you really just like black out. You really, you're seeing colors and stuff, but you go to a, a area within the parallel dimensions or, if you will, alternate dimensions, alternate realities. You go to that vortex and you come out on the other side of this reality and you see it more fluidly, more um, 
vividly, you know what I'm saying? They call um, lucid dreaming, you know. It's very effective in um, what we call mind-altering, life-altering events. It transcends you moment. So how does this brain wave entrainment freaks work? How does it how is it used within certain means of medicine, if you will, science? One way is brainwave entrainment, what I call new age, unintelligible artificial brainwave entrainment. And this is when, or this is like any practice that aims to cause brainwave frequencies to fall into step with a periodic external stimulus that is intended for the brain state to be induced into sleep. But, you know, like a hypnotist doing the clock thing back and forth with some type of sound. Usually attempted with the use of specialized software with the frequency following response right, towards the frequency of a dominant external stimulus. So like that clock with us, and, you know, we look at the 60 seconds, 60 minutes, 24 hours, you know what I'm saying, the whole week, seven days in a week, 30 days in a month, 365 days of the year. So that's an entrainment process. We're looking at these days and we become entrained by So you know, I got to get this done, you know, on this day. I got to do this. That it tends to lead us towards a, a more of a controlled uh, means where nature, you know, we see the sun come up, we see the sun go down. That means, okay, let me take my back too. We get up the sun, you know, it made sense. But now, you know, got brothers and sisters working the graveyard shift, like, naturally. Then we're wondering why what's going on with our body because I'm not getting that circadian or circadian of rest. Or that I'm not in that circadian cycle where the body is naturally connected to nature. So that means that if the body was intended to be connected with nature in that sense, I need to be um, more in harmony with the cycles of nature being the sun going down or sun setting at around 7 o'clock, so I need to be going into that rest mode too and not preparing to get up and go to work at 7 o'clock. So the body will naturally attempt to heal itself in that process, but if I'm up and moving at 4 o'clock in the morning in place of in the rest state, getting my healing going on, then you know, it could be very detrimental for uh, the process of healing to take place, right? You know? All right, so then when we're dealing with those, that's a unintelligible artificial brainwave entrainment, UAB. Unintelligible brainwave or unintelligible artificial brainwave entrainment. That's when, as an external stimulus, an external dominant stimulus that is giving some type of frequency or vibration that causes the whatever the intended um, brain state to be in, induced. You know what I'm saying? So this can be done by way of aureal or that sound. Remember, the harp system is what? Um, it mean, what does it mean? It means, uh, okay, 
Spirit always slips my mind. Uh, highly active oral research program. So this highly active oral research program is based on sound, oral. So it's giving out a frequency of vibration to, say, for instance, chemtrails, the aluminum and aluminum surface and the barium surface is floating around in the sky and that vibration hits it and it stimulates it or it produces this frequency to cause it to generate a certain temperature. Again, that's again going back into what we're speaking on with um, brainwaves. I mean, not brainwaves, it's brainwaves right there, but with uh, entrainment. Oops. So, temperature and daylight. Biological rhythms are synchronized with external events such as changes in clock time, temperature, and daylight. And also, you change the weather, you change the pattern of our um, biological rhythm. So they can manipulate, if the system or whatever the powers to be, the littles can manipulate the weather, they can manipulate our emotions as well, energy and emotion. Remember, it can't be destroyed or created. It can only be transformed from one state to another. So on a happy, sunny day, we're happy and sunny. But on a dark and dismal, rainy day, we're dark and dismal. You know, so that fluctuation causes internal um, fluctuations as well with the anatomy as far as... Uh, Physiological um, organs are concerned. You know what I'm saying? Happiness resides within the lungs. You know what I'm saying? And anger resides within the liver. So if I'm happy all of a sudden and I'm breathing in happiness and all of a sudden it gets cold outside or raining and I get angry or whatever because it's cold, shit. So now go, you know, liver stores a large amount of energy as well as blood. So all of a sudden the blood get tainted because uh, I'm breathing in this toxic anger. This is my take on it, you know what I'm saying? Don't hold me for it, but you know, just breathe in positivity and love at all times, regardless of what's going on around us, you know what I'm saying? Take it in and accept it. That's another that's the positive attribute of the liver is acceptance. You know, so hug that tree, that wood. That's the element of the, the natural element of the liver is wood. All right, so we see that right there, temperature. But these can all be, you know, we're talking about the harp system, highly active oil research program, and how sound bounces off aluminum barium strips of uh, of, of uh, metal or whatever, you know, what I'm saying and produces frequency within it that generates in uh, certain heat resonance and then all of a sudden we have within a cumulus clouds we have thunderstorms and um and rain or even worse, you know, hurricanes, tornadoes, you know, depending on how they want to stir it and how much that uh, how much uh, of that those chemtrails have been sprayed in that specific area. Another way is of uh, stimulating this, the uh, brainwave activity or brainwave state is by way of um, photic or visual. 
that's light, as with the TV, the dream machine, and um, the mind machine. TV, again, is television, so tell to speak. So that's talking about words, and vision is to see. So it's talking about the sight. So there's the mouth that's speaking and that's that's seeing. And, you know, you know, seeing is, hearing is believing, seeing is knowing. But that's television. So what is that talking about? That's the left and right brain. Basically, you know, the left brain is based on words and logic. The right brain is based on creativity, the scene, imagination. All right, so television, vision, and words. So this the connection of those two aspects right there brings about in 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 what we're seeing in the interplay of TV and the mind. What it brings about is a connection that is unharmonious with nature. You know what I'm saying? We're going off of what someone is telling me on TV and what um, is going into our, our brain as what we are seeing and viewing on TV, television, telling lies to my vision. You know what I'm saying? And that's that bridge. Let's keep going. Though. So that is That is you aid unintelligible artificial brainwave entrainment. Hemisync is natural brainwave entrainment or NABI, natural brainwave entrainment. Hemispheric synchronization is what it's called in the science medical science. A potential and generally desired result of brainwave entrainment. It refers to a state when the brainwave pattern of the right and left hemispheres come alike. A person with similar activity in both hemispheres is alleged, is alleged to be happier, more optimistic, more emotionally stable, and less prone to mental illness. Increased levels of synchronization are found naturally in people who meditate regularly and people who are very content with their lives in general. So when you want to get into that NABI, that natural brainwave entrainment, one of the best ways to do it is to meditate, you know what I'm saying, regularly, because it causes hemisynchronization. We're, spe- we're speaking on hemisynchronization all day. Basically, you can do it in exercise, you can do it in talk, like martial arts or playing basketball, you know, because what's happening is when you put your left hand, like in meditation, you're placing your left leg over your right leg. So that automatically puts your left brain onto the right brain, physical side, well, as far as the leg is concerned. So that left leg going to the right side and the right leg going to the left side, it crosses the information, not information being interfered with, but it's crossing those, and crossing those legs, or even like when you're lifting the weights, and you're using both brain sides or both sides of your brain, or you bring in the left arm to the right side with the weight, or the right arm to the left side with the weight. It's causing hem- hemisynchronization or hemisphere synchronization because now that left hand is going over to the right side where the right brain is located. And now that's causing the left brain and right brain to connect, and then vice versa with the other hand. 
and doing that in repetition on a day-to-day basis would imminently create, like I say here, a more optimistic, happier, stable person who is prone to um, not have as much mental energy. Uh, if you know my story, I I got to the game uh, like in 96, was diagnosed pregnancy and And I got out the game, <laughs> basically, started becoming more aware and knowledgeable of self. I started paying more attention to myself naturally. And, you know, now I can't say, I mean, paranoid schizophrenia, as far as book definition is concerned, no deal. You know what I'm saying? I think we all have some type of mental thing, but I believe, I know, I believe, I know it's a gift given to me by the ancestors to be able to transform their energy into a higher reality to where the interpretation is not um, is not delayed by what medical science has determined it to be, you know, something more spiritual, something more higher in the degree of what and who we are, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, getting that label and then they're giving us the medication and stuff, yeah, it might dumb us down and numb us up, you know what I'm saying? That's that fear thing with entrainment or entertainment where uh, end means to um, basically to be numb with fear, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, Paranoid schizophrenia, a person could be known with fear because of the entrainment process that's taken place by way of the definitive, the physical sense. But coming out on the other side of that, that door and seeing another another means in another room, it's a beautiful thing, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I get thanks for having that so-called label, you know what I'm saying? But knowing that it's not a curse, you know, a curse can be a gift and a gift can be a curse. But being able to harmonize that thing, you know, like 10, 15 years ago, I wouldn't know who I was looking at due to that reality that was uh, bestowed upon me. And, it, you know what I'm saying? But I ain't the only person in the way to change this. I don't like change stuff. I'm doing me through the grace of the ancestors, through God, you know, with the essence, you know what I'm saying, that I'm star, whatever you want to call it. You know what I'm saying? I'm just having knowledge of self and being able to reflect back into that reality in place of trying to reflect everything into what we already have. It's given um, me a, a personal, you know what I'm saying, as far as my story is concerned, um, a better take on who on what who we are and what we are capable of. You know, our full potential is waiting to be uh, utilized. We we are some strong hearted, strong minded, strong blood, you know what I'm saying, individual way to do assess. Collectively, we can do all things. Most definitely. All right. So that's entrainment. So look at entrainment from the sense of, uh, well, I'm going to break down entrainment a little bit more. A little bit more. See, what happened is a few years ago. See, what happened is a few years ago, (laughs) when I was getting into the alchemical thing a little bit deeper, I looked into a, a physical entrainment. But the concept is kind of old, you know, it's, uh, that's still up there, put that up there. It was so-called rediscovered, if you will, in the 1600s by the Dutch physicist, Christian Eakins. He uh, invented the pendulum clock, but what he noticed was when he connected two pendulum clocks, they were synchronized. So he put them on his baseboard. His baseboard is made of wood. 
and they were synchronized after a period of time. So a little bit after that, they found that alpha brain waves were the so-called when alpha waves were discovered. They found that uh, brain wave entrainment was apparently discovered at that time, where you could entrain the brain by two external rhythms. And they could, all the scientists found that they could alter the strength of the brain wave also by flickering lights. So, in that discovery, they what was found was through frequency or wave frequency and external stimuli vibration, one could change the brain waves. Is that good or bad? You know, it is what it is. So when the brain picks up on a signal, um, say it could be uh, be a drum or a rattle, but whatever the frequency may be, the vibration may be, an external the external sound will create an internal um, it will create internal synchronization by way of whatever sound and that that synchronized pulse or that wave that frequency or the vibration when put out by the drum or the guitar or somebody stomping their foot or someone talking the sun, whatever the vibration is, it creates an altered state of consciousness in that person. And we've seen the, this taking place in, in spiritual systems where they utilize drums, even in the church. You know, so as soon as that drum beat or that music start playing, somebody jump up and they start stomping their feet, and, you know, going to the beat with that shouting, you know what I'm saying, or speaking in tongues to the beat, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, we The external rhythm automatically generates an internal reaction by way of synchronizing to the pulse rate of whatever is taking place externally. And this this is three type of rhythms or three type of beats that was discovered by scientists. They call them binaural, monorial, and isochronic. We listen to these sounds um, in meditation and just to build up certain brainwave potentials, you know what I'm saying, as far as on the internet, you know, some people buy the CDs, this. Is it safe? I'm not sure. I'd rather just go outside and own myself, you know what I'm saying? You know, and just get that going. The natural um, binaural sound of the universe. Binaural, well, not binaural, actually, monoral, that's kind Binaural sounds only work with headphones. I'm just going to talk about binaural sounds and how they are generated. So, what happens with binaural? Sounds is basically say you have uh you got on these artificial or you got on imaginary headphones, right? So we put on the imaginary headphones and we start listening to uh, a tone in our ear. One tone being played in the left ear is four forty and another tone in our right ear is four forty eight. So when we're listening to these sounds through the headphones, something happens in the brain. 
and what happens in the brain is the right side of picking up on this this um 448 and the left side or the right side of picking up on this 440 and the left side got this 448 i mean this four um yeah 448 you have a synchronization taking place but it's due to the difference in between both tones so that the 448 in the right, the 400 in the left, equals out to 8 hertz. Then what, what does 8 hertz fall into? 8 hertz is in the beta state. So when we're in the beta state, what's taking place is, again, a daydreaming type of reality where we are susceptible to different energies coming in and out because we're not alert. We're not sleepy either, though, but we're in a semi-conscious state of mind due to the range and frequency of the, that's in between the 448 and the 440, so that 8 hertz. We hear 440 in one ear, 448 in the other ear. So remember, we got half your brain is from the opposite ear. So if I'm listening to something in my right side is going to the left, and listen to the left is going to the right. Because the tones are different, the hemispheres of the brain connect and open and activate more of the brain. It's called, again, hemisynchronous. So the hemisphere synchronization starts to take place. But the brain also hears a third tone. So there's the third tone. So we got one and two, polarity. Then we had a third being the reflection of the mirror. So that tone, because you got mom and daddy, and then you got the child, you know what I'm saying? The mirror reflection. So that tone in between or that difference is the two of the frequencies is the sine wave that is 448 hertz. Minus 440 hertz, which equals 8 hertz. And again, that's in the alpha range, not the beta. The beta is um, um, 30 to 12 hertz. So alpha is 12 to 8. And that's that meditative type of state. So we, we can shift from an alert state into a meditative state just by listening to um, 448, 440, and, and 440 in the two ears. Now, good or bad, I I don't know. Because what's what is what is in between some of these hertz, you know, um, that's being generated left and right. You know, we might have uh, five five. Uh, what is what a good one? Um, five twenty eight is going right in in one ear, and then in the other ear it might be four twenty eight. So that's a hundred hertz in between. 100 hertz in the frequency realm, we already spoke on 60 hertz being a reticent. So if I'm hearing this 100 hertz in the difference and not even noticing that's, that's in that difference because the sounds are auditory and in my headphones and they might sound very similar, I'm just, this is just speculative and you know, I'm speculating, hypothetically speaking. But if it's in that rate, is it good or bad? Is it causing some issues, you know what I'm saying? You know, that's why I said I didn't go outside. Um, oh, I just meditate with arm um, in my brain, and that's what I do. Do um, the course of my meditation versus, uh, you know, I'm not saying I don't trust it and everything. It's just, you know, I, nature. Nature, nature. All right, so that's that's what that is going on right there inside of 
inside of how that may be utilized as far as synchronization of left and right brain and vibration. So nothing rests, everything moves, everything vibrates. At the most fundamental level, the universe and everything which comprises it is pure vibratory energy, manifesting itself in different ways. The universe has no solidity as such. Matter, matter is merely energy, a state of vibration. So when we're looking at this physical reality, remember it ain't so much a physical reality like you're thinking about. You know what I'm saying? Matter is merely energy state of vibration and it's condensed into what we are looking at and we're forced to believe that it is what it is but as media and TV shows us more physical realities the more physical we think we are remember we're spiritual beings and we're spiritual you know, going through a physical reality and that is a dream machine right there where it induces lights and certain sounds and it causes the brain to go into a dream-like state by, by way of the flickering light that we were speaking about earlier. All right, so that's another way to induce entrainment, audiovisual entrainment, ABE which is um, basically using flashes of lights and pulses or tones to guide the brain into various um, states of brainwave activity, be it sleep or be it um, just trying to figure out certain aspects of where the brain is. But it's very hypnotic. You know, it, it does alter one's consciousness as well. And it's different degrees and levels of everything. So you got to remember, when we go to school, and the teacher says, pay attention, and they're using whatever voices they're using. They're using this chalk, this white chalk on the blackboard, or even yellow chalk on the blackboard. It's all stimulating certain types of activities in my psychology. Just keywords, you know, the sound of the chalk hitting the board. These are all memory inputs that inevitably um, bring about subconscious learning or learned behavior. So whenever I see someone standing at this board with a piece of paper or chalkboard and a pencil and a chalk, then I automatically go into the shutdown trance state where I'm paying attention, which like everything's a trance. You listen to me right now, that's a trance. You know, it's a constant trance stuff. So you can go in and out consciously, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, some of this stuff is forced and it's semi-conscious, like our reactions. 95% again of what we do throughout the day is based on Subconscious learning, which means semi-conscious. Um, so again, we know about the beta, alpha, theta, and delta as well as gamma. But a beta is, is externalized. Is a uh, is is basically again um, when we are stressed. You know what I'm saying? It's more physical type of reality where we're going through more physical uh, things. Alpha is the beginning of relaxation where we start to engage into the external world, but our focus 
may not uh focus is starting to be more inward, not just on the physical things. You know what I'm saying? Um when we stressed and we're going through that we're in that uh when um beta's state, you know, a lot of things might happen. Headaches. Yes. Huh? Ma'am? Um, I think I gotta go upstairs. I'm gonna I will be right back after these messages. So go up and see what's going on. Leave something playing in the background. Uh, uh, uh.
I don't remember. They called Coach Phil Jackson. Uh, you used to call Coach. Well, they called him Zen Coach, Zen Master, because he used meditation in the practices for the full game to bring the, bring the team together to allow them to jail and be more harmonious on the court. That's how they started winning basketball championships. Um, you know, he went through the Lakers as well as um, the Bulls with that method of, of training and training. He used that meditation to bring them closer together so that when they got out there on that court, they knew how to connect naturally. It wasn't, no, it wasn't just the robotics and the mechanics of the basketball game. It was how they knew each other through that breath and that kind of connection. Yeah, but they call that when you go into that alpha zone, you go into that alpha mode in sports or that flow, you know what I'm saying, the auto, autolytic consistency, you know what I'm saying, being able to uh, see things for clearer and having the energy and the, uh, also the determination, the discipline to keep moving. Then we're going to the theta state. The data state, the way the dreams, the dream state of consciousness, um, typically produced in that deep sleep again, and it's very active in shamanic journeys. From there, we're going to delta waves, which are produced in deep sleep as well, but it's a state of relaxation when we go through a rapid eye movement, and it's our healing, um, when we go through the healing phase. From Delta, I mean from Theta, deep meditation in that, um, what, four to six hours of sleep, of the sleep phase, where we are dreaming in that dream state and we have, we can access total recall. And then we go into the Delta wave, where it's deep sleep or the Samadhi, like a meditation. But that is the time when the body is actually repairing itself. And that melanin or melatonin is actually being activated into the body to where we feel better the next day if we were feeling kind of like working out, running or something like that, or just a strange or stage movement. When the body goes to those that six to eight, that's when we really get in those, those the essence that those essential elements from so somewhat like supplements and the food that we've taken and the fuel is actually starting to be located back into the body of the liver and everything where we store that and start going in there in that six to eight or those last two hours of sleep before right before we wake up and we come back to this physical sense. And of course gamma is the fifth wave, but it's uh it's on the higher end of beta. It's it's, it's like between um, thirty going up the ladder from there. But it's a high sense of perception. So when we're looking at that entrainment, entrainment, the word metaphysically, well, not metaphysically, but in etymology, entrainment in is inside or within. Again, train is transition, 
and meant is mind. So to put the mind in transition, in training, good or bad. You know what I'm saying? So if you're going through a conscious trance, then it could be better than going through a semi-conscious trance with someone for that step frequency, external frequency of vibration that is placing us into a trance. You go through a consciously, a conscious trance, you know, by way of entrainment, not by way of, this is natural brain way of entrainment by way of meditation versus UA, unintelligible artificial brain way of entrainment training by way of um, the flicker rates in television or the vibration and frequency of the hertz, the, the difference in hertz inside of isochronic or binaural, binaural, um, binaural type of sound, basically the binaural sounds, binaural music. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what's in between that. So that difference is somedy, you know, it might be between four and one. Do I need to be in that state and then have external other external inputs coming from that sound, another sound that is on a negative state? Or if it's too high, it's over 30 and into 60 hertz or whatever, or 100 hertz, it's affecting my psychological um, reactions or causing some type of uh, force, um, brainwave manipulation that could be control. Bam. What is that, right? Ooh, what is that big box that we're looking at there? Well, it looks like a flashlight, actually, but that's a um, cathode ray tube. Cathode ray tube. What is it? Well, it is uh, it was Invented or reinvented, if you will, back in 1800s, the late 1800s. It's a vacuum tube containing electric or electron guns. Then you got a fluorescent light right there that, or screen that uses, it would use to view images. Okay, so you got the cathode ray tube, you see the definition of the vacuum tube containing electron gun, a source of electrons, and a fluorescent screen. The paternal or external means to accelerate and deflect the electron beam to create images in the form of light emitted from the fluorescent screen. Remember, light has a very important role in life. You know what I'm saying? I remember the hologram, it's um, light that comes through the brain. So the images could represent electrical waveforms, pictures, as in a like computer or television, um, radar targets, or something else. You know, saying so this has that has something to do with light images. Uh, so, cathode ray tube, they have also been used as memory devices. So the flickering light emitted from the fluorescent material helps one develop memory. It might not be the actual light, like the flickering of the fluorescent material that's um, given the memory, but it be the visual observer that's affecting, well, it might not be that's, a, that's affecting the observer, but it's the information that's on, that's coming by way of that fluorescent, um, uh, well, by way of the 
a screen, the fluorescent screen that's coming towards us, it gives the memory. You know, we always know what they, the next show coming on, you know, because we were looking at this image in the last week now stored in time. And I think Tank, I can't wait to see what's going to happen next on this movie or this TV, this syndicated TV show. Uh, so they're capital ready to use this uh, evacuated glass or this vacuum um, tube, which is very deep and heavy, and it causes those negatively charged particles within it, which is later called electron, that's why I think the electron gun, to um, magnify or to reflect off the forest screen and then create an image again. So entrainment or entertainment. Entertainment is to make the mind weak three times by way of reflection. You know, so that, that fluorescent screen reflecting light off, whether giving us some type of um, image by way of the electron. Again, the electron comes from the word electric, and it was from a Latin electricus, which means resembling amber. You know, we know amber uh, attracts energy and other substances when it's rubbed. So this charge, it means, you know, the electron means charged with electricity. Basically, that's what amber means, to be charged with electricity. So the physical force of this electricity or this um, electron gave way to the electric light, basically, later on as far as what we're looking at is the cathode ray tube. If you know anything about Williams Crook, Williams Crook was one of those... Uh, Spiritualist back in the day, but he was also in bed with uh, certain uh, esoteric groups. But he was also the, one of the inventors of the cathode ray tube. He believed that this ray tube uh, was made by electrons, which was he also knew as the source of life force energy, what we call Ra or Kai or um, Prana, Chi. So this life force energy, when the issue from the sun, he believed, or what we call electrons today, could be controlled by the spirit. So he was aiming to channel between the realm of matter and the realm of spirit by way of the spirit box or the TV. You know what I'm saying? You getting it? All right. So even Thomas Edison, was trying to develop a spirit phone. It was stated, and this is a quote, I have been working for some time building an apparatus to see if it is possible for personalities which have left this earth to communicate with us. That is a quote from Thomas Edison. And they said he was trying to invent the phone. But he was trying to invent a spirit phone where he could talk to the spirits by way of the phone because they had already put together this cathode ray tube back in, uh, well, it's 17, what, 1875. This is 1928, if I'm not mistaken, with uh, Thomas Edison trying to develop the spirit phone. So the capability 
to speak to the spirit world and scientists attempting to do so is over 100 years old. And they just got to block this. They don't talk about nothing like that. Science class or history class. We're talking about this. But, you know what I'm saying? It goes to say that they were right there doing that 100 years ago through electronic technology. And that they was attempting to, if not speaking to the spirit world by way of this technology. And the telephone means to speak to the light. Phone is photic or photon. Photo means light. To speak to the light, to speak to the electron, to speak to the spirit, basically, or the intelligence, the breath. Light don't mean something you can see all the time. It just, you know, we've got a misconception light is so. The word that has implications of both realms, and just because we're looking at something that we think is light, it's on the side of the ground. So it's developed from something that's unseen again, the spirit world, to do aspect one of the dual aspects of the reality that we are in, but the universe is basically darkness and light. You know what I'm saying? So. This television, or what we're looking at there, is the cathode ray tube. And as it developed over time, you know, the big heavy box, you know what I mean? This cathode ray tube was first developed as a utensil, electronic device, to enable the human conscious or the human server to participate with the spiritual reality, you know? So where are we at with it now? Hmm. 1977, CIA was actually investigated because Senate found that CIA had developed a project entitled MK Ultra, the Mind Control Ultra. They had all type of different projects and it connected with it. And seven of them were dedicated to hypnosis. Now you can look it up for yourself and you know you can see what I'm talking about here, but several of the devices that were used to manipulate the human nervous system and control human behavior. One of them was T V. You know. You know, in this red room, right? Stimulate active active mode of the root chakra. Good or bad. As far as what the US wants to be wanted to be done with that electron, the energy in motion. Not so good. But you gotta remember where this energy in motion derived from. This waveform right there, you know, but it's a waveform of the hieroglyph or symbol, if you will, from the indigenous brothers and sisters. You know, this wave is representing water, blood, also chaos in relation to the letter M, what we have today. That's speaking of the mother energy. Mother energy of M in relation to what we're speaking on as far as TV or electronic devices. Going back to the spiritual perspective of it versus the um, 
the physical manipulation of the brain for the mind wave or the brain waves. You know what I'm saying? Brain waves look like what? That right there, basically. Yeah, but then when we're thinking about this TV thing that's going on, you read that, it says the TV's job is to keep us distracted while restricting the limits of public debate. The centralized talking point. It centralizes talking points to keep us focused on the trivial of the game while ignoring the important question. We never contradict the stat. The, the TV never contradicts the status quo because what it really does is to deliver state-sponsored propaganda. What it it admits often most significant is what it shares and what it shares. So the TV will not give us a conscious truth, a natural nurturing uh, perspective. Mother, on the other hand, is always concerned about well-being and wants to give us the natural truth. So somewhere in between the cathode ray tube being an access point to the spiritual world and then getting it into the hands of government where it became a means of manipulating conscious and subconscious state of man's mind, we lost the sense of nature and the sense of mother or nurture. If the purpose of the, you know, like uh, uh, your boy was to uh, basically, like Thomas says, William Cooks was to speak to the spiritual world or the spiritual realm, positivity and for connectivity answers. You know, I go to sleep at night and go to dream state. That's where mine is. You know what I'm saying? Maybe dealing with what they're dealing with in that lower state of activity of mind, they are they're not so indigenously connected to nature and in that disconnect, they have to find an external means, be it physical like a TV, to where they can manipulate that energy um, of the electron or the spirit realm, the energy and motion, and um, try to deliberately, physically uh, alter and or manipulate, again, alter by way of uh, television, the physical into the spiritual, so they could speak to and, and view the, uh, the ancestors. So when we see in that, and we see what's going on, like I said, you can go online and see some of that stuff how the TV was designed to be a weapon as well as the radio. So by placing ourselves and our children in front of that dream tool, we are minimizing our potential and perpetually being bombarded with mind-altering subconscious information by brainwaves being altered via imagery that flickerates harmonics and monomics um, mind control. Monomics or mononomics is when um, you had those circles going on. Like with the, when the news come on, 60, 60 uh, what's it called, 60 minutes comes on, tick, dot, tick, dot, and you got the circle right there where nightly news come on and that big um, the channel 12 thing comes up and flows out from a circle or spiral. That's that monomics. And that's that monomics uh, mind control. So remember through Imagery, which is only secondary in my show, is true power is fueled by the observer receiving the image. 
in an unconscious trance state or semi-conscious drone state of mind, which uh, which also allows that parasitic a little, not you know, not elite, the littles to produce the reality they choose and to push up a button, which we call program. When you're pushing that button, you're changing the program from one program to another. We are actually programming ourselves. You know what I'm saying? And we're hypnotizing ourselves, so to speak. So when we are all connected to each other biologically, we are all connected to each other biologically, to the earth chemically, and to the rest of the universe atomically. So if we take away any of that, when we're dealing with atoms, we're dealing with electrons, protons, and neutrons. So that electron, the atom, the physical reality, when it's condensed into its um, completion, if you will, not really, but into its frozen state, we are looking at something that is physical. But if we're not seeing the chemical components of it and how it's interconnected to it biologically by way of our own um, electrons and atoms, or electrons, protons, and neutrons, then we are disconnecting it. That's the separatism. Searching for the higher reality beyond mind. So, in that perspective, as energy approaches the speed of light, it requires more and more mass. When it happens, it reaches the light barrier, what we call a gamma factor. It gains so much mass at that time that what we're looking at, it, it, it appears to have stopped. And what we call that is frozen energy or the rest mode. This is how matters produce. So when matter, we're looking at the chair, it's just in its rest state, it's in its frozen energy state. And it has a large amount of energy inherent within it, but in that rest energy, we're looking at frozen energy. We're looking at all this collect, these collective atoms, molecules, and photons, and all these different things coming together and forming that physical structure. For instance, if you have a nuclear bomb, and in that explosion, that massive explosion, is caused by late energy that's stored in the nucleus of the atom. So the atom is holding a lot of energy. Energy as well as light gains mass. Um, speaking on uh, was Einstein again, Einstein stated that Light possesses mass and is heavy enough to be subject to gravity. Gravity, if you know anything about the four um, four fundamental forces of nature, is the weakest of all four. So gravity being the weakest of the four forces of nature, we only see it here in the macroscopic world. It manifests as the objects that we see because gravity holds it down and keeps it into the component of whatever the 
kinetic energy. Then we have weak nuclear force, strong nuclear force. Electromagnetic energy is what holds the atoms together. See, our Earth is a giant magnet and all life developed under the influence of Earth's magnetic fields. Magnetic energy permeates everything in our universe from the vast reaches of outer space to each microscopic cell in the body. That magnetic energy is what's keeping the cells together. Electric energy within the atom is so-called spirit, you know what I'm saying, electron. So that electron um, is held electric you know, electromagnetic energy. It's held together, that spirit magnetic being the physical side of that energy. Electro being the father, magnetic being the mother, or yin and yang, you know what I'm saying? As far as in um, Taoism, you know what I'm saying? But basically, those two energies come together and perpetually create the infinite eight right there, as you see. And that's the, mag the magnetism coming from the planet Earth and forming that spiral, spider lady, the spiral, you know, and that's what's holding the planet Earth together from both sides, the flow of energy. But that's, gravity is the weakest of the four forces of nature, and it, um, it bends and creates a massive amount of energy that's in motion, and then as, it, as this gravity turns and bends by way of the, um, the path of light that it is, it falls towards the earth and creates um, that gamma effect, you know what I mean, or the gamma factor, light barrier. And as that flows down, like this, what we're talking about with uh, Lucifer, the light bearer falls or whatever from grace, it produces the physical reality by way of gravity or great by dying. You know, so first you have to die in order to live the ancient esoteric state. Basically what that means is you have to let go of what we're looking at in order to understand and understand the understand where it's coming from from a spiritual perspective. And not be blindsided by the fears of the senses, you know what I'm saying, as they start to become the regulatory start to become normal. You know what I'm saying? We begin natural, normal, necessary. We need to go back to the more natural way of being so we don't have to necessarily be controlled by certain things like med the medicine, medicinal point of view or the educational point of view or the religious perspective that some people may hold. Because we're looking at it from a linear perspective and we're participating with the energy probably through the experience. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes what we're going through ain't necessarily what we're going through is what everybody else is going through. And we uh, not wholeheartedly uh, agree to it because it's uh, that energy in motion and basically subconscious learning, but monkey see, monkey do. You know what I mean? It's hard to get out that mode, but be yourself, you know. Um, it pays off. Uh, so again, we go back to the Bible where it says, in Genesis 1, verses 1 through 2, in the beginning, God created the earth and the heaven, and it was um, without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved over the face of the waters. So as the Spirit of God moved over the face of the waters, moved his motion. So the Spirit is energy, 
energy in motion. It began the process of materialization, magnetism. So that electron and that magnetism materialized into what we call physical reality. And that was also called the premium mobile or the first motion. Uh, Hindus call it the churning of space. Churning basically means a spiral type motion. You know what I'm saying? Um, I love spiral. This is, I love it's a song about it. But anyway, let's give you that. <laughs> I think we all love spirals. But Energy, as it comes down, dark energy, dark matter, you can see that. It's empty space. This is what they call it, but it's actually dark energy and it's expanding daily for hours, minutes, minute, seconds, seconds, as it is time space. So, but let's get back to uh, returning to space. What the Hindus call returning to space is a spiral motion, and it's also pi, you know, the exponential spiral. So, this premium mobile is the first motion. It's also the number six as it spirals down. So, as spirit increased in velocity, it acquired more and more mass, became more and more dense. When it reached the gamma factor, it became frozen in matter. Every particle of matter contains huge amounts of spirit frozen within it. So everything we're looking at got spirit in it, but we're looking at the physical side and become blind side as we can through our emotions or the energy in motion being uh, halted or altered and halted by um, the 10,000 varieties of things in the physical reality. I have the um, sense to know that it's from uh, one. But as we know, also, parts of light, if we're looking at, you know, this thing, the, the greatest concentration of energy in, in, in uh, matter is energy or spirit. So the greatest concentration of energy is in this matter, but we're looking at the, the matter all the time, like it really matters. But we have two aspects, antimatter and matter. Antimatter will relate to the spirit, and matter will relate to the physical. Positron is the antimatter, the electron is the matter. Electron is the negative charge, and positron is the positive charge. As the two combine, they explode into pure raw energy, the spirit, and that would basically equal out into enlightenment or ascension. So the particles of light that we call antimatter and matter are pulled towards materialization by the force of gravity or the grade. So the particles are then pulled away from materialization by the speed of light of which it travels being 186,000 miles per second. So somewhere in between there at a precise distance these two Forms of light, parts of light, antimatter, and matter are balanced, creating the orbit. And 
and that is the that's right there is what we would call the Milky Way galaxy. Right there, right there, you see that eight again, and, you know, but you also see the higher and the lower, but they're reflected, and they almost stimulate the same type of generation of, of an observation of energy in both states. From this third eye or from this vortex, energy being centered, as it goes into antimatter and matter, as one is, as I was just saying a second ago, particles are pulled away from materialization by the speed of light. That's 186,000 seconds pulled away. Particles of light are pulled towards materialization by the force of gravity. That's, as it comes in and as light starts to bend, it's forced into materialization by the gravity, the strongest, I mean, the weakest of the four fundamental forces of um, nature. But then you go into um, light being pulled away, or particles are pulled away from materialization by the speed of light. So as light is moving or dark energy is moving, you know what I'm saying, it's pulled away from materialization. But as dark energy or as um, light is being pulled together to materialization by gravity, so the electromagnetic energy and gravity are like opposing energies, but they're coming together and then forming an orbit. That's why I put that up there, you know what I'm saying? But this orbit doesn't only exist in the solar system. It also exists in the physical sense of the physical body, the left right brain, being connected by way of the heart. That right there is uh, mitosis. This is when, you know, mitosis, one cell um, divides into two cells, so you have the polarity of that one cell, that first cell, dividing into two cells, and then after it goes from two cells, forms four, and then eight, and 16, and so on, and so on. So from one, then two, from two, four, four, eight, is the infinite structure that was spoken about in uh, Kanoon, not Kanoon, but uh, uh, it's uh Oh, All right, so if you can see it's like a vortex right there popping out of you know that first cell coming out about to develop into other cells. This is um infrared type reading of that activity taking place. You know, but then you go into the Einstein Rose. Um, reality right here. The Einstein-Rosen bridge is a, is a theory that they developed about wormholes. You know, you being something like a piece of paper, you fold it in half. Instead of going from that end of the paper to the other end, you develop a, that fold or that, that bend, and you're able to get to the other point by accessing the, the, um, the points of where the bends connect. Basically, so that's that Einstein roasting, but also that orbit is created within those two one being pushing and one being pulling, one developing physical, one developing spiritual, and then you have an orbit in between creating uh, a balance and a wormhole. Points. So, what's the point? 
What is the point? Hey, be healthy, longevity, and good humor. And have a good time. So I will let go and I will be, you know, and that will collapse it into new possible outcomes. So we're going to go back to what the devil split, I mean, the devil slid experiment speaking on collapsing away 